You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on kpel965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at matthew-james.com. Hey. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. You might want to tape today's program, folks. You might want to tape it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is Moon Graffon. Hi, y'all all. Welcome. Moon Graffon Show. We load it up today. As the fraud squad in the Baton Rouge Capitol, all the ones that elected Clay Shakespeare and people like Tana, Bad News, Bam, McGee. I told you this guy was horrible. You don't want to miss any part of the program today. It's, uh, he stuck his nose in North Louisiana and lied on several events. But uh, we'll get to that. As the program unfolds today, 844-766-6607 is the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Like I said, you may want to get your tape recorders. And make sure you call the fraud squad. There are 23 listed on my deal. Republicans that are now crying and whimpering. All the money. They got all the money, all the power, all the leadership. And they're throwing 19 people under the under the bus like they did something wrong, and they didn't. We got one of them now, one of the great 19, Larry Freeman, Representative Larry Freeman, joined me. Larry, how you doing, bud? Uh, good morning, Moon. Thank you for having me on your show today. Yeah, but real quick for our people, because uh, we, we pretty much cover everything, but around the New Orleans and North Shore uh, area, except for a Slidell station we do have, what area do you cover? What district is it? Uh, it's District 74, Moon. It, it, it starts in Abita Springs. I have a little piece of the uh, north west part of Washington Parish and the northeast part of Tangipaho for, for now. Okay. Now let's talk about the end of the session, the chaos. And I'm going to play a clip in a few minutes of you, of, for not of you, of Clay Shakespeare, uh and, and what happened down at the end because the last 30 minutes were chaos, but really the whole session ended up being like that. But the last 30 minutes was hell. And I want you to tell us, kind of break down what was going on because, uh, I mean, it, it, just was, it just was a bad ending to a session, but talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, Moon, I've been listening to your show, and all my all my patriot uh, colleagues who are stand up people have been on your show. I want to tell you a little bit about something that we hadn't talked about is okay. how this whole thing kind of progressed, and how Senator Cortez pretty much played the speaker from the get go. Um, they told us. By the way, can I they, stop you a second? I, I've been I've been saying that Edwards plays. And Cortez and Cortez plays the speaker. That's exactly now, but you're going to explain it. This is really good. I'm going to explain it. What happened was the speaker told us that unless we move, unless we moved SCR three, which was the budget, uh, the, the spending limit bill to bust the spending cap, unless we moved it to committee, Senator Cortez wasn't going to give us HB one. He wasn't going to send it back. So then we moved it to committee, and then he told us unless we pass it out of committee, he's not going to send HB1. So, of course, they went and passed it out of committee. So what, what happened, Moon, they kept playing the speaker saying, well, if you don't do this, we're not going to play ball with you. And if you don't do this, they kept moving the goalposts, and we kept buying into it. Mm-hmm. We kept 
we, the conservatives kept telling leadership, don't pass SCR3. That is our only, that's our only leverage to negotiate with. They didn't listen. They passed it. And they ran right over the, the leadership with this. Total incompetence. Total incompetence. And, and I, 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 I'm telling you, I would never want any of those folks to have to negotiate a case for me because you're going to be on the losing end every time. Yeah, oh, no doubt about it. And that's, that's what bothers me, Larry. It, it bothers me that we sat back and watch. And now I'm watching people like, uh, I call him Bad News Tanner McGee, uh, go to North Louisiana today and throw Republicans like Doty Harden under the bus. Now, here's a guy who's a trial lawyer who knifed us in the back to get his position, who went with the woke Democrats to get his position as pro Tim, and he's telling people how bad a real conservative Republican is. That, it, it blows my mind. Like, and I know you're a real conservative. You kind of got in with him, into it with him the other day. I want you to explain what happened. He blamed you for causing the havoc. And if you heard me start the program before I went to you, they had all the money. They had the governor. They had the Senate president. They had the uh, Speaker of the House. They had every committee. They had every chair of every committee. They had almost all the Republican votes. And they were blaming you for the havoc. How's that work out? Yeah, well, that, that's total malarkey. They, they controlled every aspect of those negotiations from step to step to step. And for them to try to blame 19 members who couldn't really do anything with 19 votes, you can't stop anything with 19 votes. No, They nothing. ran completely roughshod over the entire House, did everything they wanted to do, got everything they wanted. Now they want to back off of it and say, oh, it's not our fault everything's falling apart. It's their fault. They're the ones who passed everything. They're the ones who, yep, yep. who advocated for everything, and they got everything they wanted. But how can McGee and, and, tell you that you caused havoc? How can you cause havoc when you don't have the power to cause anything? You have a right to ask questions, though. You have a right as a representative to ask questions. You have a right to vote the way you voted, too. Well, you know, we do have a right to ask questions. We do have a right to go to the floor and give a, give a speech. We have a right to get the information. And they did not want us to do that. The havoc was that they were breaking all the rules. They were not recognizing the members who were trying to ask questions. They're the ones who caused the havoc. If they would have done things by the book and, 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 and uh, abided by the rules, this could have went a whole lot smoother. But they're the ones who, who caused the havoc. They're trying to say we caused havoc. We were only trying to stand up for our rights. Yeah. And they took our rights away from us there. But let me just say this, Moon. For Tanner McGee to go to North Louisiana and trash the, one of the most conservative yep. patriots in Doty Horton is a travesty. He's the one who went to the well and said, I'm against the bill to end debate and then goes to a seat and votes for the bill. Yeah, I want you to explain that to people because that's been explained. This is what I mean by these absolutely fraud squad Republicans, Larry. What a fraudster to go up, go up, explain that situation to people. Well, when a a bill's on the floor and someone, and it's during debate, and if someone goes to the well to give a speech and, and against the bill, then someone immediately can go and call for the question, which ends debate on the bill. Okay. And that was orchestrated. It was orchestrated between leadership and the Black Caucus because mm-hmm. you had the Black Caucus involved in it. So Tanner McGee goes to the well and says, I'm against the bill. So that triggers the ability to someone come behind him, which was Jason Hughes, 
from the Black Caucus to say, I'm calling the question. Mm -hmm. So they orchestrated cutting off debate so we couldn't ask questions and we couldn't say anything. And that was all orchestrated because our buttons were pushed and they completely ignored it. Yeah, fine fine Republican, that McGee fella. God, by the way, if you see him, tell him he's welcome to come on here with me. I got a lot of questions. I don't think for, I got, you'll ever no, see him. I got a I lot I got a lot of questions <laughs> for Bad News Bear. I promise you. I got a lot of questions. Uh let me let me play something for you. Okay? Clay Shakespeare interviewed after the deal was getting some heat for what happened. I want you to tell me if what Clay doing is an outright lie. You may not call it a lie, but I want to play it for you about those amendments that were coming back at the conference committee. Listen to the speaker of the house. The blame for how things went down in the final minutes was placed on the speaker. If they didn't know what was in those bills, shame on them for not being able to show up to committee and be able to look at those bills. When it came to the amendments, they said they didn't have time to look at any of those. Yeah, they were posted. Your comment on that, Larry? Well, first of all, no, no member goes to every committee and listens to bills being heard. I know. That's ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. We rely on the committee to vet the bills, and then we have the opportunity when they come to the floor to look at the bills, to analyze the bills, and make our own decisions. So the first statement was total craziness. The second statement was it was posted. Well, of course, yeah, it was posted, and within eight minutes, we had to vote on it. There's no possible way. And he knows this. That was a misleading statement. It wasn't a lie because it was posted, but it was totally misleading trying to make it look like we had time to look at this. Total, total misleading. We had no time to look at it. You could have not looked. Eight minutes, you couldn't look at it for eight hours and still understand. By the way, Barry, Barry, Barry Almady was here yesterday, and she said we had one second on one bill they posted. We had eight seconds on another one. We had 27 minutes on the whole thing to look at anything, and then you were getting these back. Now, tell me about the – there's a 48-hour rule for House Bill 1. Bad News Bear McGee was on Shreveport Radio telling them, no, there wasn't no 48-hour rule. There's no such thing. I could read it to you, but I don't have to. It's sitting right in front of me. Yes. There's no doubt there's a 48-hour rule. Now, it, can it be waived? Yes. They could suspend the rules with a two-thirds vote. I don't ever recall suspending the rule. Okay. during that, that melee. But what but about there this? There is a 48-hour rule. Oh, no, but, but, he, but he, got on, he, got on, he got on radio, and this guy who's one of those fraudulent guys lied. Let me give you another one. Is that true? It's a 24-hour rule when things come back from, from the conference committee amended. Don't you have a 24-hour rule for every one of those that come back? I'm not aware of a 24-hour rule. I am aware of the 48-hour rule when it applies to HB1. There's no doubt about that. Well, he was talking about HB1. 24-hour rule. I'm he, not sure. He's talking about HB1, but I was told today of course, a 24-hour rule. Every time one of these uh, uh, amendments change and you get this, uh, the conference committee's meeting, it comes back and you ought to have 24-hour. So all this stuff orchestrated by the fraud squad. This is the leadership that you talked about when you came on the program. How could y'all have Look, I, I, and they're blaming y'all by the way. They gone you Tanner McGee said you created the havoc. You, Larry Freeman. I said, I know Larry. Yeah, Larry I, I, know what he, I know what he's saying. <laughs> I know what he's saying, but but if his if his lips were moving, it's a lie. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. That is total lies. Now let me just say say you this yes, too. Yes, you know, I could tell you during the process, during the during the process of, of HB one, Chairman Zarang looked me 
and Representative Guyman right in the eye and said, if you have 36 votes, I will stand with you to block SCR3 and not bust the spending cap. Well, you saw the first vote that was taken. 41. We had 41 yes, votes. Yes, sir, I sure do. So we showed him, we showed him we had the votes. And then he turned around and went the other way and left us all hanging to dry. And once he did that, then we lost, we, we couldn't hold the votes because we held the votes because cause Chairman Zerang said he would stand with us and not bust that spending cap. No, no, so no, we let, had the votes. Let me tell you something. I knew when I interviewed him in Baton Rouge, that dude was never going to stay the course, ever. I could have told you that. Let me take a break, Larry Freeman. Larry, when we get back, I do want to talk about a lot of threatening going on. And I don't mean personally threatening, but it seems like to me the senators and some of these representatives are really hammering on you guys. I want you to talk a little bit about it. Also, there's a rumor out there that the Black Caucus was basically every, every one of them giving a million dollars projects in their home district. And is there any truth to that? Larry Freeman is his name, first Folks, one of the 19 really courageous people to stand up and say, I'm fighting for Louisiana. We'll be right back. When Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide, Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. Have you heard about Stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. Do you remember recess? Our children may not because our kids are busy learning how to take a standardized test. One size fits all. That's what teachers must teach, the LEAP test. So it's hard to get kids onto the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. These things can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. Experts know kids do better when you let them be kids, but our experts don't. They make teachers teach a test. Meanwhile, we're 2,500 teachers short because we don't pay them or let them do their jobs. So pay them, let them do their jobs. While we're at it, let's provide farm fresh food to kids at school. Our farms have an abundance. Our kids need the nutrition and our schools already make meals. My name is Hunter Lundy. I paid for this ad because I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian, a conservative, and an independent. Exercise, life skills, teachers who teach, and farm fresh food. Why not? Support local business. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us, folks. We're fighting the good fight. We, we have them on for a third straight day to the people that really are real conservative, the people that really love this state, and the people that are trying to do something about it who are getting ready, getting 
blistered by the fraud squad and, and Republicans, fellow Republicans. And one of them is Larry Freeman. It's an honor to have Larry on. Larry, uh, can you talk a little bit about Because what happens with elected officials, and you may not want to say anything to, and I, I, I didn't talk to you. Me and you didn't set up any of this interview for us. What we're going to say, people don't know. I don't do that. But, you know, we hear about a lot of threats and going after people and senators and House members calling mayors and municipality people and uh, and then telling them stuff that, that's basically not true. We've seen it once again in North Louisiana dealing with, uh, uh, what was it, UP Long Bridge? The bridge, whatever it was, Jeff Davis, whatever the bridge was. Huh? Jimmy Davis. Yeah, Jimmy Davis. Jimmy Davis Bridge. And we find out it is being fun. And Jay Darden himself said, no, we're going to start building the bridge. So, but they made a big deal like Doty Harden's opponent. He's already running out that line using the fraud squad for lies. So tell me about that. Y'all been threatened like that? Well, Moon, I can tell you, I have not been threatened, but I know some of my colleagues had. They were being called by senators. They were being called by mayors and police jurors and uh, parish presidents, uh, university presidents, asking them to break the spending limit because they were being told that if they didn't, none of their projects would be funded. And, of course, they were told that if you don't vote for the spending limit to bust the spending limit, those specific projects in those members' districts were going to be removed. And, Moon, that, that is one of the biggest problems with our state government. Mm-hmm. It is the HB2, the capital outlay bill, where, where the projects go, have been so politicized. They use it as a weapon to try to get members to vote how they want to vote. And until we reform this process, yep. we're going to continue to go down this road day in and day out. Yes, yeah, Stuart Little, very little bishop, was the one handled that through his committee. And uh, he's played the game just like they always play it, and it's a shame. But uh, I'm, I'm hearing so much stuff about him being a big – but he's part of the team, and that's that's the problem. And uh, I was told that John Schroeder said HB2 ought to be voted on one of the first bills and voted. It's one and two because of what we're seeing right now. And I think it's a shame, though, the people that are going after these Republicans – by the way, they go after all the women for some reason, or most of the women. I don't understand it, but it seems like some of this stuff is uh, is so childish. They're going after their fellow Republicans. I mean, that, that's what I don't understand. You got Republicans beating on Republicans. Well, and, and that's true. And, and they don't want the 19 back. They're trying to do everything they can to get us unelected because, you know, look, at, at the end of the day, I think most of the leadership in the Senate and in the House I don't think they like Jeff Landry, and they think he may become governor, and I think they're trying to set him up for failure. To do what we did, spend all the money, don't give a permanent teacher pay raise, push it off no. to the next session yeah. to then blow up that budget for the next governor. I think it's it, it's horrible what's happening. But you know what, though? I, I read Clancy DeBose. Now, remember, Clancy both if you got to go as far left as you can, and when you think you went far enough, keep going left. I want you to understand that. He picked the winners and losers. He picked... Uh, he said uh, Jeff Landry is a loser, and one of the reasons, and he went over all that, but he talked about next, uh, Governor Edwards was the winner, and he talked about the budget, how great this budget is for the future, how great this budget has been set up under Edwards' tenure, and how the next governor is coming in with a great budget. That's what it, that's the newspaper, the advocate, put this in the article today. Well, I can tell you, had the, had the Senate adopted the budget that the House and I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Chairman Zerang did a great job on the budget. We had a 0.6% growth that we sent to the Senate. And they, of course, blew it up. And now it's closer to 6% or 7%, however you want to look at it, 
which is way more than we can sustain going forward. We know at about two and a half to three percent growth per year is what we can sustain. We're almost double that Mm -hmm. on this budget. Mm -hmm. And it's really a shame because it is going to set up the next governor, whoever it may be, and the next legislature to have to deal with these shortfalls and these problems. And uh, it it is not something that's going to be easy to deal with. And, you know, when we're projecting some deficits in the next two years, when the 0.45 tax rolls off, we're really going to be looking at making some tough decisions. And that is not something that we should be setting up the next, hopefully, Republican governor for. for. We want to set him up for success, not failure. Yeah, I'm uh, totally uh, different with you on Zizarang. I don't care what he showed earlier. I knew it would cave. Me. This is me. This ain't you. You're giving him credit. Um, and then number two is, it's no doubt it's designed for somebody to fail and have to raise taxes. It's, it's about that simple. That's exactly right. And, and that's what we're going to be faced with. If, we, if we're facing a $500 million to $700 million shortfall in, in the next couple of years when 0.5 rolls off, the first thing they're going to be hollering, well, we got to renew the 0.45 sales tax. All right, that's and I can tell you right now, I'm not, I'm not for that. I'm not going to be voting for that. Yeah, I wouldn't vote for it either. All right, Larry, look, God bless, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Moon. Thank you for having yeah. me on. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. All right, we'll take a break. Don't go nowhere, folks. It's crank up time. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy, one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor, Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused, J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. Been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com.
Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us, folks, as we rock and roll. Good to have a conservative on it. No doubt about it, folks. Still waiting for Republicans that voted for this bill can call and say that Tanner McGee and them and Clay Shakes not in a fraud squad and Stuart Little, very little bishop, uh, didn't play games with people's lives, and that's what they did. And and they 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 the lack of better words, they mean bastards. Excuse my French. That's who they are. Just mean as hell. They mean. And uh, and by the way, the Republican could be stripped off of them is what needs to happen. But anyway, we'll get to that as the program unfolds. Let me let me give you an example of the lies. Natana McGee, Bad News Bear McGee, was on uh, with Aaron Mike today on the uh, uh, Aaron and McCarty. No, not Aaron McCarty. Aaron and Mike show. I hope I'm saying that right. And and if I ain't, I'm apologize. But. Uh, he, he, the man didn't do number lying. He went after Doty Hart and the representatives up there. He's a liar. They're trying to cover that rear end. That's what they're trying to do now. And uh, the Jimmy Davis Bridge. The Jimmy da- you know what was cut out of the Jimmy Davis Bridge? P5 funding, which is funding way in the future that can be restored with the right governor and the right Republicans. That's how easy this is to restore. But yet, people like Chris Turner who's running in the race, and he's a government guy. He's running with Tanner McGee and, and, and Paige Cortez and all their blessing. Is out there sending stuff out there that Doty ordered him to cost the bridge. They didn't get a loan that cost the bridge. And people just lie. You don't need people like that in, a, in office. Here's Senator Barrow Peacock, and you know I'm no big fan of him. I'm going to give you two things to, to, to know that they're lying because they're trying to win an election against a very, very good, hard conservative who does what's right, Dodie Harden. Senator Barrow Peacock, it's been reported the $140 million mark for the Jimmy Davis Bridge has been removed from the budget because of reckless behavior by the House leadership. This will not, uh, he's not saying it ain't been reckless, but the recklessness, recklessness comes from McGee. The recklessness comes from Shyster Shakespeare. And it, it comes from Stuart Little, very little bishop, but I'm not talking about his size. It comes from Paula Pelosi Davis. It comes from the fraud squad that put these people in there. I've been explaining this to people for four years, how bad these people are. I've been explaining, like when somebody, oh, like Bo Boyer is really a good guy. He's a great guy. Keep him home because he screwed us by voting for Shake Snyder and put Tanner McGee, pro tem second in charge, a trial lawyer who's a lion trial lawyer. So Peacock said the Jimmy Davis Bridge is a long-term project that will take four years to complete. The substantial amount of funds are available to continue the process. What they removed was part of future funding out of P5 funding for capital outlay. This can be restored next year. P5 means funding later. You hope you get it. They didn't remove anything, but yet... Her opponents out there who's a Ron Gaddy supporting for him, and people rejected Ron Gaddy. You reject, why would you put a Gaddy flunky in? That's what I don't understand. But that's what they're doing. The contract for $361 million, listen to this, Brandon. The contract for $361 million has already been awarded to James Construction. Guess what, Brandon? The contract's been awarded. Once the state starts the project, the Jimmy Davis bill is going to be built. So Tanner McGee, Doty's opponent, opponent, the Horton mayor, and everybody else, the good old boy network is lying on Horton. And they're lying on the other Republicans up there. They're just outright lying. And McGee don't care. As, as uh, 
Larry Freeman just said, if his lips are moving, Tanner McGee's lying. Now, how come this little weasel gets on the program and lies? He told Aaron and them they wouldn't have 48-hour rule. Folks, I'm holding it in my hands, the 48-hour rule. I'm holding it in my hand that they on HB1, and that's what they were talking about, that he said there's no 48-hour rule. He just lied to Aaron and the whole audience. You're going to get with that guy behind the candidates he's going to put his name behind? Remember, this is the guy that walked across the aisle with Clay Shakespeare and Paula Pelosi Davis and Zizo, Zero Zizarang. And I told you that, Brandon, I told you that. Zero's going to cut and run on him. He went through with that. First. How come they passed the first budget not spending the cap? I wish I could go campaign for some of these people. How come they passed the first budget without spending the cap and keeping the growth less than about 1%? And everybody was excited. And then all of a sudden, we got all these turncoat Republicans that have turned, and we had 19 that stand up to what was going on. But yet, they got 72 people, 71 or 72 votes, 72, that voted to have the budget where they didn't break the cap. And all of a sudden, they turned on the 19. That's because zero Z's the rang ran. They had a vote, Brandon. Larry Freeman brought it up. We got 41. We had everything we needed. And then the vote buying started from Shake Snyder, who, by the way, knows how to buy votes, and he wants to be Secretary of State and, and be ahead of elections. Who would put something like that in office? Tanner McGee, just for you people in North Louisiana that heard him run his fat mouth today, Tanner McGee ran for judge. Ever since he became the fraud squad man, he ran for judge. He ran in the area he lives in. He got beat 62 to 38. He got rejected. And he's up in North Louisiana telling the fine people in the area that you got bad representatives? You're going to listen to a fraud squad member, Bad News McGee? Who listens to ignorant people like that? Trial lawyer who knifed us in the back, who knifed every Republican in the back. Folks, they want a new Republican Party. If the Republican Party is Shake Snyder, Bishop, Cortez, Tanner McGee, Bad News, Bad McGee, Paula Pelosi Davis, Zero Zizarang, Rank, Bogus Bo Boyer, John Stefanski, and I can go on and on. The other Chris Turner. Could you imagine, Brandon, having two Chris Turners and both of them are like these Republicans in the same house? They all knife the conservatives to death. If that's your party, you want to know why I'm not a Republican? Look at that. That's the party. They ain't conservative on nothing except pro-life and some gender stuff. And they wouldn't even do that if they didn't have to. It's uh, I sit here and just laugh. So let me get this. So bad news. McGee fussed at Larry Freeman. And he said, you set out to cause havoc, cause havoc. And now you're upset with having you cause. How can 19 people cause havoc? Follow me on this. The fraud squad. The fraud squad that I've been telling you these people were fraudulent are telling me that 19, 19 people, Brandon, can't win a vote in the Senate. You got to have 20. 19 people cannot stop a house that's filled with 105 people. They are doing the spin control. I, I got Cortez's comments too. Blank page. And Shake Snyder, you heard his. And now the, the, the uh, pro Tim is out there running his mouth. 19 people can't stop anything. Edwards, Cortez, and Shake Snyder 
okay, or wrong with all these other bad Republicans, Brett Island, all them y'all think, oh, Brett's a good, Brett, Brett didn't act like no good guy. I want him to come on here. We had one senator want to come on the program, and none of these Republicans wanted to come on. But think about this. They have all the money in leadership. They get to spend every penny. They get to make every rule. They get to suspend every rule. They pass every bill they want to pass. They walk it through the House. They walk it through the Senate. They walk it through the committees. They shut down everything they don't like. How can 19 people create havoc on a system when 19 people can't get a dog catcher elected? 19 people cannot win one vote in the Senate. And 19 votes will never get you something in the House. It takes 53 or 70 on everything. How does 19 get you there? It is a lie. And I just don't want people to buy into the lie that that bad news guy, Tanner McGee, who's a fraud squad son of a gun, go to North Louisiana and tell people an outright lie. This is so pitiful that these people are allowed to be in leadership. I told y'all when they picked leadership what was going to happen. I told y'all four years ago, three and a half years ago, four years ago, what was going to take place. Y'all know I've been talking about it. Brandon's sick of listening to it. I know he is. But y'all, I've talked about this. And then they get to turn on 19 people? And they're going to go after the 19 people? And the people that are going after them? They're your problems. Big government Republicans are your problem. People that want everything from the government are your They're your problems. They don't want to change the state. You keep electing Paula Pelosi Davis and Shake Snodders and the Cortezes and the Tana McGee and the Ziza Ranks and the Bogus Boboyes. They'll turn on you and put a knife in you in a second. They've already proved it. They've done it again. That was their first act when they elected Shake Snodder, and their last act was now they're going to pound these other people. Folks, if we're going to listen to Tanner Bad News Bear McGee, we are going to lose. We are never going to straighten this state up. Never. We don't even have a chance to win with these people. They gave a million dollars to every black legislator in the House. The huge fella came out and busted him down, Brandon. Hayride has an article. Million dollars to buy the votes. Shake Snyder, Tanner McGee, Zero Zizarang, Rang, and yes, Stuart Little, very, very little bishop was a big part of it. Cocktail Cousin, Turncoat Turner, I go on and on. And I will when we get back. top law enforcement official, Jeff Landry, has failed us. Murder, rape, carjackings. Under Landry's watch, Louisiana is now the most dangerous state in America. Stephen Wagaspak has a plan to take Louisiana back from the criminals. It starts by supporting law enforcement and giving them the tools they need. Wagaspak will work with DAs and prosecutors, ensuring repeat offenders stay off our streets. Stephen Wagaspak for a safer Louisiana. Paid for by Reboot Louisiana PAC. When you think about how you'll spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all mostly retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 
337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. When Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide, Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. Y'all li- um. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. It is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. I hate to tell y'all, I really do, because I I'm I'm a I believe I'm a a guy with some humility. Uh but the simple fact is I know I'm not always right. I'm not the smartest person in a in 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 a, in, a, in a group, and I never claim to be. But I've been right on every one of these fraud squad members. I'm telling you, that vote hurt us. So if you're not mad at your rep, like Bogus Boboya, you're not mad at him because he voted for Shakespeare, but you're mad at Shakespeare? You ought to be mad at the guy that put him there. <laughs> but you can't, I can't explain this to everybody. Some just don't understand because they don't want to understand because they like people. Well, you like them, I'll tell you, vote against them. Get them out of here. Keep them home so you can like them. John Stefanski's another one. Fraud squad all over him. One of the worst ones. Running for attorney general. I mean, you're going you're gonna to move him up with this group? They're all the same group. They're all the same leadership. He was going to brag, Brandon, on the redistricting. Guess what? That district that he drew, the courts, may, the courts may throw that back in our face. Um, by the way, by the way, I think the information went out uh, I think I think it went out for the uh, veto session. Okay, so we're gonna wait and see what happens with the veto override session. Because if Edwards does what he says he's gonna do, and he vetoes the bill, there's several bills that ought to overturn it. We'll see if the Republicans got the guts to finish the job. Remember, the job ain't over till the veto session happens. You know, and the reason we, the reason that you're seeing all the chaos right now is what I've been telling y'all. You don't let a governor back in. You don't let a Speaker of the House walk across the floor and knife every conservative in the back. You don't, you don't pick a speaker of the house based on the woke Democrats. You don't. And anybody involved in that ought to be beat. You don't pick a Senate president based on, well, we don't think he's bad as the rest of them. That is not how you pick a Senate president. And that's how he was picked. 
It's just amazing. They out there now running and crying around. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find this quote for y'all. And it was a quote from uh, Blank Page Cortez. Blank Page was blaming the conservatives for all the headache with the uh, the budget at the end of the session. Now, here's a guy who's tied deeply with Bill Edwards. He's got deep, 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 deep ties with Bill. Okay? Deep ties with Bill. And uh, he said it's the con- they had a few conservatives in a house that caused all the problems. The same thing Tanner McGee is saying, the Bad News Bear McGee. Blank is saying. I mean, they are basically saying that these horrendous Republicans. Let me quote. I want to quote Blank Page. You ready? The conservatives never had any real interest in doing anything but derailing the whole process. Cortez says that's certainly not what's better for Louisiana. The conservatives. Cortez admitting, I'm not a conservative. But if he said the conservatives, he was not talking about himself. Because he's not. He's a plain good old boy network guy, the worst kind. I don't care if people get mad at me. I just had enough. I'm tired of losing. And I'm tired of picking losers to run the state. And the way they get picked, walk across the aisle like Shake Snot and Tana McGee did. Walk across the aisle, shake hands with the woke Democrats who vote for abortion, who vote for men to say they're women and go in the bathroom, who vote for mutilation of children. That's who McGee and Shake Snyder walked across the aisle with 20-something other people, cut the deal so he could be a speaker and he could be the pro tem. Because none of them would have been anywhere near those type positions had they not made a deal. Stefanski's not head of a committee if he don't make a deal. Cocktail Cousin, God knows, God forbid, he would ever be a head of a committee. You think Bishop Stewart Little? Very little bit. He would have never been a head of a committee. He was never going to be a head of a committee. They would never do that. But boy, if they can make a deal, they can make a deal with the devil, they did. That's what they did. That's why I told y'all back then, the people that listen to my program, both of y'all, <laughs> that when that deal was done, that would be the worst vote you could make. And, and Shake Snyder and the fraud squad, squad are the gift that keeps on giving in a negative way. And yet they're out there trying to beat the real conservatives. Who cut the projects? The fraud squad. They cut the projects. On House Bill 2, I, I gave y'all the names the other day. Let me see if I can pull it out again real quick. I gave y'all the names the other day of the people I were in the conference committee. They the ones made all the decisions. Give me an example. House Bill 1, the budget. Shake Snyder, Zero Z Zerang, huge, blank page, uh, uh, Tarver, and Bodie White. On the House Bill 2, and that's what a lot of people are talking about, Shake Snyder, Stuart Little, very little bishop. Neil Raza. Neil used to be one of the real good conservatives. Neil's not conservative. Neil could care less if he's conservative. And in the Senate, Cortez, Brett Island, who's stripping stuff, going after people, trying to get his son elected. And then Mike Peanut Butter Reese's Cup, who's a peanut butter cup to Cortez. Now, look, as a fan of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, I, I don't know, appreciate I you insulting know, my I favorite know. candy. And, and Come on Brandon, now. It's probably my favorite two-song <laughs> with you, man. 
Yeah, they cut everybody in Vermillion and South Louisiana laughing. Hey, look, I'll give you another guy that's done a really good job. And his name is Gudo. Representative Gudo has done a hell of a job. He stood with the crowd. He stood as a conservative. They went after his projects. Was he part of the 19? Yes. Yes. The good people are getting smashed by the municipalities back home because they're listening to the bad Republicans. That's what's going on. Folks, I, look, you can tell I'm, I'm over the top with it, but the point being is these are not good people. By the way, Garrett Fowler's going to talk later. The Port of Nola caught in a crossfire for political maneuvering. Okay? McGee's all in that one, too. They cut those projects. Are we talking about a port? They're not doing what's best for Louisiana. They're doing what's best for them. And here's another one. Let me see if I can find this real quick, Brandon. And, and, and I know Joe talked about it yesterday on this program, and I forgot. Uh, hold up just a second. I got to find this. So remember what I told you? all They don't really know what's in the budget. They don't even know what they're doing. So yesterday we found out that there were some judges. I'm not making this up. Some judges got their payroll cut. They got their salary cut. <laughs> Because of these so-called strong leaders, they cut some judges' payroll. They cut the dang payroll. I'm not making this up. And it, it, it's a shame, but they, they they just cut the payroll out. I mean, you this is almost, this is, you can't make this stuff up. Anyway, I'll get to that when I come back. Later in the program, Chuck Owen will join us. Let him give his take. Gerald Fallow later in the program. I think I got another one or two tomorrow. I'm letting them all come on because I want y'all to know the truth. You're not going to get it from the fraud squad and Shake Snyder and Cortez. You're not. They're going to spin it. They're trying to cover thy rear ends right now. They're really out there trying to cover their butts right now. So I want everybody to know the truth, and I'm willing to give it to you. I don't care what they do. I told y'all before, I do this because by the grace of God, he put me here. But I don't ever have to do this again. This is sick stuff we're watching over and over again with no changes. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. A show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show. And here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette. A town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. There's a small crowd gathering outside a federal court in Miami. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. I'm a New York. I grew up in New York, so I can smell a rat. He's a Trump critic calling him a rat. Others support the former president before he faces criminal charges. Making him stronger, actually. It's like putting out the fire with gasoline. Fox's Jonathan Sari is outside the court. Former President Trump has a first appearance hearing before a federal judge in Miami as he faces 37 counts related to his handling of classified White House documents he brought to his Palm Beach, Florida estate. In an interview with Spanish-language outlet Americano Media, the former president said he did nothing wrong. Under the Presidential Records Act, I'm allowed to do all of those things. You're allowed to uh, keep the documents. You negotiate with the uh, archives. Some of Trump's 2024 Republican challengers call his actions reckless. Vivek Ramaswamy supports him, vowing moments to go outside the court. If he's elected, he will pardon the former president. And Ramaswamy's threatening to sue, demanding information from the attorney general on President Biden's involvement going after a political rival. What did Biden tell Merrick Garland? 
What did Merrick Garland tell special prosecutor Jack Smith? Now, President Biden's also under investigation for having classified materials from years ago. And in the Republican investigation into Biden family business dealings, Senator Chuck Grassley says the Ukrainian businessman at the heart of bribery allegations allegedly has audio recordings of his conversation with them. 17. Now, 10 people are recovering in Denver the morning after being shot. The accused gunman among them. Three others are in critical condition following the incident, which happened after midnight, about a mile away from Ball Arena, in an area where basketball fans had been celebrating the Nuggets' NBA championship win over the Miami Heat. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. Inflation's coming down in May. Consumer prices year over year rose just 4%. In June of 2022, it was more than double that. America's listening to Fox News. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. At Simply Safe, we design award-winning security to protect every inch of your home. It's easy to set up yourself, and now there's an even easier option. Have an expert do it for you with Simply Safe Pro Install. Always protecting, never a contract. Two easy installation options, backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Get 20% off any new system with Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/radio. There's no safe like Simply Court-appointed special advocates, or CASA, are specially trained volunteers that help secure safe homes for abused and neglected children. Don't let these innocent victims slip through the cracks of our complicated legal system. Get involved today. Call CASA at 268-5111. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in. For all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Moon Graffon Show, great to have you with us, 844-766-6607 is the number if you'd like to be part of the program. Chuck Owen, Representative Chuck Owen will join us uh, at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Garofalo, who's the original Fraud Squad member, who got on the house because of Clay Shakes, now that didn't stand behind him. Uh, we'll talk to him, and, and they got a big deal with the Port of New Orleans getting money stripped. And uh, uh, you're going you're, you're gonna to love the comments of Blank Page. I didn't know they did that. You didn't. You knew everything else. Anyway, uh, by the way, I got I got an email. And I know I got a bad habit when I talk about trial lawyers. I, I don't. There's not a trial lawyer I dislike. I, I don't like the political left trial lawyers and the gumbo pack and all that. But I do say that a lot. 
So somebody corrected me and said they're good trial lawyers. <laughs> I'm a faithful listener and family members who are lawyers with integrity. I don't appreciate your reference and the fact makes him bad. And you're right about that. Uh, <laughs> I got, I can sit you and name a half a dozen trial lawyers or a dozen trial lawyers that I'm best friends with. Really good friends with. Uh, so you're right, but I, the reason I bring him up is, and, and, and you're right, Georgette, and I'm going to say Georgette's name. You're right because uh, I, I keep getting mad because I heard Bishop, Stuart, uh, Stuart Little, very little Bishop, and people like him say they couldn't vote for Sherman Mack because he was a lawyer. And yet the pro Tim, and this is what they said. He's a trial lawyer, I wouldn't vote for him. And yet the pro Tim is a trial lawyer, but they couldn't vote for the other trial lawyer because he was a trial lawyer, but they voted for the pro Tim who's a trial lawyer. So that's, that's kind of why I thought, but you're right. I'm going to say you're right. I, I probably ought to, because there are some bad ones. I hear there's a lot of bad talk shows too, but, you know, who am I to say? A couple quick things. We'll take some calls. 844-766-6607 uh, is the number if you'd like to be part of the program. It is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management hotline. You can email me, moon at moongraffon.com. I mean, what do we do, not with the 19, what do we do with the fraudsters, fraudsters in the Republican Party that are, that are elected? I'm not talking about the party. I'm talking about the elected officials. These people are fraudulent, especially those 23. They were all in leadership. Well, let me give you an example. Two things on blank page, knowing that this stuff was done so rushed, nobody knew anything about it. They're voting for stuff, but the 19 said, no, I'm not voting for it. We want to see what's in it before we vote for it. Here's one right here. Clerical error. Cuts judges' pay in Louisiana legislators' chaotic budget approval. Louisiana legislature accidentally reduced judges' pay and removed $5 million from technology upgrades for Louisiana Supreme Court Fund last week. <laughs> Ziza Ray, oh, we made a mistake on, oh, we didn't mean to do that. How many other mistakes were made? They didn't know what they were doing, folks. They fussing at the 19 who really knew what they were doing. So that's one. Here's another one. So we got the Port of NOLA caught in a crossfire political maneuvers on funding stripped last minute. So Edwards and Sheikh Snyder and the Port of New Orleans leaders touted the state federal money headed to the $1.8 billion international container terminal. But in a span of a few hours on the last day of the legislature session last week, bipartisan support for terminal took a significant hit. So House Budget 2, HB2, who, who oversaw HB2? Stuart Little, very little bishop. Well, so they asked, uh, they asked Senator Blank Page. You ready for this? Now, remember now, him and Bishop are real tight. Blank Page didn't know the Port of New Orleans terminal got cut out of HB2, HB2 until contacted by a reporter Monday. So here's a guy that's all smart and intelligent. He didn't even know. And his buddy Bishop and them cut it out. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. C.B. Fagosta, God bless him. He always said, these guys don't read these bills. Blank Page said when the final version of the bill came to his office about 40 minutes before the session at the end Thursday, his staff were working with Brett Island 
and sent it to Mike Reese's peanut butter cutter Reese to frantically find out what changes were made to the Senate amendments. You know, if y'all did y'all job early and y'all didn't take a third of the time off, you might have found out. Given the fact we're putting more money in the port priority program than to have a port project pull, it seems counterproductive. Really? Then why did you do it? See, folks, they really don't know. If this, you know, it's like the guy running where I... (laughs) Which way did they go? Which way did they go? I'm their leader. Which way did they go, Brandon? I'm the leader. Which way did they go? Which way did they go? That's what we got going on. I haven't missed on any of these people. I told you about the fraud squad. I told you about blank. I missed on any of them. They can sit around and walk around and go get patted on at a chamber luncheon. You can have an organization or a group patting them on the back for the money they bring on. They don't know what damage they did, and they don't care. They do know. They think if Jeff Landry's the governor, and I don't – let me tell you something about governorship. Don't bet on anybody. I'm just telling you the governor's race. It's always funny. But whatever they did did not do anything to help the state of Louisiana. It didn't. This stuff didn't help us. Did it help us with jobs? Did it help us with out-migration to stop it? Did it help us with, uh, are we really going to fix roads? We hadn't done it yet. Is education going to get, how's education going to get back? Look at what they promised the teachers. We're going to give them a pay raise. Well, they got a stipend of $2,000, a one-time pay. They ain't get a pay raise. With the promise that the next legislative session and the next governor is going to find $275 million to pay for a pay raise. Now, this was on the agenda of the, of the back-end governor and Cortez and Shake Snyder, and they got a stipend. It's like getting a bonus. Brandon, today, if I said, here's $2,000, I'm not giving up, up, I'm not up in the money I'll pay you monthly, but I'll give you $2,000. That's what that is. That's all it is. Now, I'm one of the ones that don't think we got to raise pay every five seconds, but we do it. But think about the lies they did to teachers. Oh, we're going to give you a pay raise. Oh, yeah, we're going to fund pay raises. The House version of the first budget that Ziza rang, that some of these lawmakers are bragging, I stood in there and did that, I think was a deceptive plot by Ziza rang and the fraud squad to make them think that, hey, we're going to hang tight. Why did all these Republicans, 72 of them in the House, vote for a budget that didn't bust the cap, but when they needed them to hang tight, they ran like a bunch of chickens. They took their money and ran away. Why? I mean, why? Why do somebody asked John Stefanski why? Why? Why you? Why you voted for the budget the first time but not the second time? I would love for zero Z's rank. By the way, Branch, he called to come talk about the two billion dollar budget deficit. I have not heard. Which, by the way, I got it confirmed again. That was an outright lie in a bunch of bull. Is he going to come back and ever explain this to us? Because I got a lot of questions for Z, and I hope Z will stick around for this budget. He told him, this is a fact, I had heard that if they got 36, and that's where the 36 came from, we get 36, we'll hold it and we won't break the spending cap. Zizarang was for it. Let me ask you a question. As you people go out and people like Doty Hart's going to have an opponent of another government guy, when he goes out and tell, and the Horton man, all these people, and, they, and what they are is, Doty going to win that race. The people that are pushing against Doty love the Clay Shakes not us. That's who the, the Tanner McGee's. They love them. Ask them. Well, how would you have voted on the if you voted for the budget 
to not break the cap the first time. Why didn't you hang in there and hang tough like a Doty Harden or an Alan Seaball or Blake Miguez or Gudo or Chuck Owens? Why didn't you hang in there with it? Why did, why did the guy ahead of the, the conservative caucus, Jack McFarlane, running hot? Why didn't he hang in there and hang tough? Because you voted for it the first time. Everybody was tough on the first vote, and then the Senate and Cortez and Edwards ate them up. Edwards ate them up through Cortez. That's, I'm telling you what happened, folks. And if we don't get rid of these people, and we don't vote them out, I don't care if you know them. I can vote against somebody I like. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all if I think they got a bad voting record. And the first vote that the 22 fraudulent Republicans voted for Clay Shakespeare. They got a horrendous voting record because they supported, they supported a guy to shake down all the shakes not. They support that vote right there is the worst vote you could have made. He gave in on every single thing to Edwards. COVID gave in, mass gave in. He just gave in on everything. So why would you vote for anybody associated with these people like Tanner McGee? Why? Why is that area would ever want to put a guy like that back in? When he ran for judge, he got beat 62-38. And he's in Shreveport, Louisiana, calling Shreveport and telling the people in Shreveport who to vote for. He got beat 62-38 with his own constituents. He got buried. You're going to vote for his candidate, which is going to be the Turner guy? You're going to vote for the candidate that that guy got beat 62-38 in a place everybody knows him. We got to grow up, man. We got to grow up. We got to grow up and elect some responsible people. We can't go beat the responsible people. 30 years I've been doing this in, in, in August. 30 years. And I cannot tell you what's changed. And they get mad at me too. But the only reason they're getting called out is they deserve every bit of it problem is they deserved I'm glad to see some elected officials calling them out now. And by the way, some have on this program and other places. I'm glad. They need to. But you people back home, listen to me. Don't let people tell you that so-and-so didn't get the project and he doesn't run. When they're telling you that, that's the bad side. The people that are coming up with that, that is the bad side. Unbelievable. I'm trying to explain it. I'm telling you how it works. Take a break. Be right back. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. Get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and the queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. 
Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor, Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Hi, this is me. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Easy listening sounds of the Moon Graffon Show. Most nonpartisan, nonpolitical show on the air by far today. 844-766-6607. This is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. It's just sick. So let's move on. Let's, uh, so Clancy Dubose, who's left of left and then keep going and you'll find him even further left. He does his winners and losers. I'm not going to go over all of them. He said the winner's the next governor. Listen, listen to this. Thanks to budget compromises, oh, oh, compromise, and sound fiscal management this year. <laughs> I can't help it. I like watching, like watching the Three Stooges. I'm watching the Three Stooges. What do you do when you watch the Three Stooges? Go, well, you laugh. Clancy DuBose is talking about the Three Stooges. And throughout Edwards' tenure, by the way, let me say it again, because DuBose, he won't get it. The advocate won't get it. Nobody. They have now used, in eight budgets, seven years, they've used reoccurring spending and one-time spending in reoccurring budgets. That's a fact. But old Clancy doesn't know that because Clancy doesn't care about the truth. He said, Louisiana next governor will inherit a huge surplus and a large reserve fund in the state's history. Why, Clancy? Why is that, Clancy? Federal money, Clancy. covid Infrastructure deals. It had nothing to do with Louisiana's lawmakers. And then he says, let's see how long Louisiana's fist stays as healthy. Folks, understand what they did. They ran up a budget that is not sustainable. I can make a prediction the next governor's going to have a tough time. And it's designed that way. You can't tell Clancy that. Clancy's mind don't work that way. The advocate, the people at the devil's advocate, their minds don't work that way. They work more like Bell Edwards. Brag about crap you didn't do. Tell us you inherited a $2 billion budget deficit that you didn't. Now, listen what else who won. The GOP moderates. Man, folks, <laughs> I want to be in a foxhole and it's not with a GOP moderate. I'd much rather be in a foxhole with a conservative or a Democrat. But the GOP, the center held this year. The center. Particularly in the Senate, led by Blank Page. Who admits he's not a conservative? Which deep six, many far-right bills pushed by the House Freedom Caucus. You see, if you beat the Freedom Caucus, if you beat the House Freedom Caucus, you're a hero. Cortez is a hero. Brad Island's a hero. 
Fred Mills is a hero. That's Republicans. Fred Mills is a hero to this guy. They won. If they win and Edwards wins, the state loses. We lose. If Bell Edwards' agenda, agenda gets through high taxes, much government money as you can get, protecting, uh, not protecting young women and mutilating children, and he won, then we lost. These Republicans in the, the Senate, I don't to say it nice, for lack of a better word, sucks. They sucked on a big picture all four years. Moderates in both chambers ultimately got behind the budget compromise. Moderates. Don't let nobody tell you they're not a moderate. And anybody that's pushing against a conservative, say like Dodie Harden and his Turner guy, he got to be moderate at best because he's saying she did wrong and these people did right. Moderate on a good day. Moderates in both chambers ultimately got behind the budget compromise that busted the spending cap and still put hundreds of millions in a pair of rainy day funds. When it mattered most, the, ta- the tail did not wag the GOP dog. This is the kind of Republican you wanted to win, huh? I mean, this this what you want to win? This is the, what you want to do? Carbon capture one for a joke. Hemp industry. The hemp industry won. And that was Clay Shakes not. We gonna, we going we're gonna get everybody high, we can get high. Trial lawyers won, and you know what they gave credit to? The one who sucks, Mike Huval. Codified time on government when the insurance claim starts. That a boy, Mike, that a way to go out of here. The losers, the Freedom Caucus, the 36 that went to 19. It, it's it's a shame when the Freedom Caucus loses. And they said Jeff Landry lost. They, they, it lost because some bills never passed out of the House committee because of Clay Shakes matter. And Tanner Bad News Bad McGee, the guy telling people in Shreveport how to vote. <laughs> Unbelievable. But anyway, I'm not going over him. He, he's, a, he's a looney tune. He's a politics editor for the gambit. He writes now for the, the devil's advocate, John George paper. Kind of sick. All right, when we get back, we're over to have Chuck Owens on. He's a representative. He's got his thoughts on this process, too. And then Gary Fallow will be on Brandon. He was an original Fraud Squad member, and he finally turned on them because they turned, after they turned on everybody else, Clay and him turned on him. And once you turn on, once you knife somebody in the back, you know, it's just what you do. All right, we got to take a break. 844-766-6607. The Moon Griffon Show, the most nonpartisan, nonpolitical show on the air that you listen to every day. We'll be right back.
top law enforcement official, Jeff Landry, has failed us. Murder, rape, carjackings. Under Landry's watch, Louisiana is now the most dangerous state in America. Stephen Wagaspak has a plan to take Louisiana back from the criminals. It starts by supporting law enforcement and giving them the tools they need. Wagaspak will work with DAs and prosecutors, ensuring repeat offenders stay off our streets. Stephen Wagaspak for a safer Louisiana. Paid for by Reboot Louisiana Pack. We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated or you're near the end of a contract with your internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line One about their hosted phone service. They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user-friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line One system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at Line.One. Line.One. It's time to talk to the professionals. Learn more about the technology with a human touch. Go to line.one and tell him Moon sent you. When Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide, Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. If you're hiring. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Easy listening sounds of the Moon Graffon Show. Almost nonpartisan, non-political show on the air today. All righty. 844-766-6607. Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. MatthewJames.com. MatthewJames.com. My friend, Representative Chuck Owen joins us. Chuck, I, I, I just, uh, first of all, thank you for standing the way you told your voters would stand. You 19 were right on the money. But, man, they're doing some beating up behind the scenes and after the fact now. And I, I just want to get your comments on that because I've never seen anything like this in my life where Republicans are beating up other Republicans every chance they get. It's, it's, thank you, Moon. Thanks for having me. It's worse than beating up. It's, it's punishing. And I'm going to tell you what I told Channel 5, and, and they haven't put it on the air. I told them when the session was over, I said, you know, I know who's on the fourth floor of the Capitol. I've actually gone to understand and respect who John Bell Edwards is. You know what you're going to get from him. But I never in my wildest dreams imagined that people who are ostensibly in my party, the party that we all signed up for, would turn around and stick knives in the necks of people that have stood by with them, have stood with them, and have tried to support everything they've done, have done our best. And to get stabbed like that. And in a lot of our cases, I don't know about everybody, but, but in, Chuck, like in, me, in my me, case. Chuck, let me stop right there because I want you to bring this up. 
Y'all have voted with the other Republicans on a lot of stuff. Most of the stuff y'all voted with them. And then they come to this, and then they knife you in the back. And that's why these people, they need to be beat. Not the ones that stood the ground in 19. Not those. Not you. Not Jody Harden. For, For four years, those of us who were on the other side of the speaker's vote did our best to try to support the speaker and his henchmen. We tried our best. We never thought about vacating the chair. We never talked about it. None of that ever went on. We kept trying to make it work. We kept trying to make it work. And it never worked. And we were still trying. And, but at the end, Moon, when, when, when we here, and, and for the audience who just picked up, two days before the session got over, we were asked to vote whether or not we were going to run the state further in debt and set the state up for a serious deficit in two years where we're going to have to cut hospitals and universities. That's what we were asked to vote on. Yeah. That's what this, this, this thing, SCR3, is. Senate concurred well, resolution. Y'all didn't really get to read we it. Y'all didn't, even, debt. y'all didn't even really get to read what they were going to do. No, no, no. They just said, vote now, and we're going to spend a lot of money. And it's like, no, that's a bad idea. Before the vote was taken, I was never asked by anyone to break the cap. I was never told what was going to be in it. I was never threatened. They didn't have the guts to approach me, nor to ask me to change. I told you I went to some of them and told them some pork I had seen and told them some garbage I wanted taken out, and I thought they were doing it. I was still sitting there trying to be an idealistic soldier thinking, maybe they're going to do it, maybe they're going to do it. But when they forced the vote on us, it was 10 minutes later that the phone calls started coming on us, started coming to us saying, your projects are being cut. Your districts are going to be hurt. By our own party, Moon. This wasn't Democrats doing this. This was Republicans destroying other Republicans. Yeah, I like how I like I like how y'all vote with them and help them all along the process. Y'all got to fight for everything y'all want, including the stuff with gender. And and then you got people like Bad News Tanner McGee and Stuart Little, very little bishop. Uh, telling people you didn't get because you didn't vote like us. I mean, they're going out and telling people you didn't vote like us, and you probably got it too. You didn't vote like us, so you're not getting. In other words, you're going to do what we say, and you're not getting a penny. You're going to do what we say. That If you don't act like them and do what they say, they're going to come. It's not their damn money. It ain't their money. That's what blows my mind. It, it is not. It is not. And, and the, the, the troublesome part was they were already spreading rumors back in the district. They were, they were going through yeah. – through other elected officials, through hospital people, saying they, they, were, they, were, they were passing this word to us circuitously through other folks saying, if you don't do this, that's a vote against us. Well, nobody in the House told us that. Nobody did. Yeah. I didn't believe that anymore in the man in the moon. I thought that was lobbyists telling stories to citizens. It turns out, I guess it was other members of the House. And Senate. So it's, just, and Senate. It, it's despicable what they've done. And the Senate. Let me play something for you real quick. You know the chaos. You were there. The chaos in the last 30 minutes or 25 minutes when y'all didn't get bills. Clay Shakes not have said, y'all should have been aware of everything was posted before. Here we go. I want to play this and get your comment on what this man said. The blame for how things went down in the final minutes was placed on the speaker. If they didn't know what was in those bills, shame on them for not being able to show up to committee and be able to look at those bills. When it came to the amendments, they said they didn't have time to look at any of those. Yeah, they were posted. Your comments on that, Chuck? Flagrant lie. Okay, yes, they, they were posted. But look, I speed read. I literally took speed reading in school, and I can speed read. There was no way in the world we could have gotten through a marginal piece of that. 
And by when the way, they, when they opened up, all we all we had time to do was to pop in and to check, to try to see where our parish was. We couldn't see where all the rest of the, yeah, the this, garbage was going. This this is I want to say it. You said it. This was done by Republicans, the wrong kind of Republicans that are behind that trying to beat the right Republicans because they want to stay and play the game. And the game has cost this state dearly for what we've done the last hundred years. That that was completely falsification, what, what the speaker said there. I mean, to, to say we could have read hundreds of pages of amendments inside of 30 minutes is the most disingenuous thing you can imagine. Chuck, I just read the deal. I got the rule in front of me. 48-hour rule. Tanner Bad News Bear McGee on Kill Radio this morning said no such thing. Hmm. No such thing. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry he's that misinformed. I thought he'd been in the House eight years. I figured he would have known better than that. Um, and look, to think about this, the amount of money that was committed and the garbage that was committed in spending is going to come out in the news shortly. Mm-hmm. Advocates are going through this. Citizens are going through this. Oh, yeah. When they find out what was pushed through in, in the last few minutes, those of us who were voting not to have those votes, that's where my, 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 my issue was on the last day, was let's slow this down. If we have to go into a special session, what does it hurt if we keep working? What does it hurt if we get it right? Once it's off the rails, it's off the rails. And that, that's what the desire was, was to keep, keep looking, try to get this right for the people of our, of our state, as opposed to just, nope, here we go, we've got to get out of here by 6 o'clock. That's all that matters. Unacceptable. Yeah, I, I, just, I just hate it for the good guys. Good guys, the only people lost in the session were the good guys and the good people of the, of the, uh, of the state of Louisiana. There's some people going to run around with their money, and they're going to be happy because they got their money. But none of this is sustainable. A $51 billion budget in a state that's economy is doing everything it can to survive is not doable. The next is, governor is coming in is going to have major problems, and, and uh, it's not fair to the people that want to do right. It is, it is not fair, and it is, uh, it is the, the, the continuing pattern of old Louisiana, of my way or the highway. This felt like something that would have gone on in the 70s when they were punishing a handful of people that, that, you know, that, were, that were not going along with you know, the, 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 the former Edwards regime. But as I said, I know what our current governor is. I just never really envisioned that our current political apparatus inside of the House was that bad. Well, I, I knew it would be, Chuck, and I told you when – Clay Shakes not and his 22 fraudulent buddies, and it's on my Facebook, walked across and told the woke Democrats, we'll give you some power, let's make us. I knew we were in trouble with those people, and they ended up being all the leaders. And I knew when the Senate president was picked only because they thought he wouldn't be as bad as the other six Republicans. I knew he was in trouble because I knew who he was. And then you had the woke governor. So when you got the three stooges, you got a clown show. And this thing has become a clown show. It's a shame good people could get hurt. From what these people have been the problem is we we are squandering a great opportunity here. What I kept telling my people in the district back here when I was initially with the with with the first budget about paying off or down retirement debts, which by the way we got a little bit of that done, but I wanted to pay more of it off so we could stabilize our retirement system for our teachers and our state employees, so we could free up money. For, uh, that we wouldn't be throwing away in debt to stabilize and return some authority back to our parishes, as opposed to everyone having to come to grovel to Baton Rouge and to wait for the crumbs to be thrown from the House and Senate floor. That, that's, that's what we have to get away from, Moon. Well, I'm going to let you go, Chuck. We're going to do it again soon. Uh, as things keep developing, as I tell people, when budgets are done, you've got to wait weeks and months to find out what damage was done. 
and we're starting to find out, Ellie, they cut they cut the payroll for the Supreme Court justice judges because <laughs> they don't know what's in it. Anyway, thank you, Chuck. All right. All right. We'll take Bye-bye. a break when we get back. Garofalo. Mr. Garofalo was a uh, was a good old boy network uh, fraud squad member who said, nah, no more on this. We'll visit with him when we get back. Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide. Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. Do you remember recess? Our children may not, because our kids are busy learning how to take a standardized test. One size fits all. That's what teachers must teach, the LEAP test. So it's hard to get kids onto the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. These things can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. Experts know kids do better when you let them be kids, but our experts don't. They make teachers teach a test. Meanwhile, we're 2,500 teachers short because we don't pay them or let them do their jobs. So pay them, let them do their jobs. While we're at it, let's provide farm fresh food to kids at school. Our farms have an abundance. Our kids need the nutrition and our schools already make meals. My name is Hunter Lundy. I paid for this ad because I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian, a conservative and an independent. Exercise, life skills, teachers who teach and farm fresh food. Why not? Hi, I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to sell your used construction equipment, farm equipment, and vehicles. We offer flexible seller's options, including buyout price, guaranteed sales price, and straight commission. Whether you are looking to reduce a fleet, liquidate a business, or get a high wholesale value on your trade when purchasing new equipment, we have a plan for you. Give us a call today. Let's talk auction. 337-824-0422. Hey, it's Daniel. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Last segment of the This Hour. It is a uh, Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. I'm going to have Mr. Ray Garofalo joins us. He's Representative Garofalo. Ray, how you doing? I'm doing great, Moon. Uh, man, I'm so you, I'm impressed you announced my name properly. Well, we got it. We got it right this time, but the next time I say it, we could miss by a couple of letters. So don't, don't be impressed yet, my brother. All right. Uh, and Ray, listen, for all fairness, I've been on your rear end, too. Because you were one of the positive caller fraud squad that voted for Clay Shakespeare. I know you regret the heck out of that now, I'm sure. Absolutely. Well, uh, I wanted to tell you as well, I'm really glad that you're saying 22 now instead of 23 and that I can be part of the moon team. <laughs> I'm excited about that. <laughs> well, let me, let's do this with you with the few minutes we have. Is, uh, you, tell me what, you tell me what's going on there. I'm going to play a clip for you. But I want to go to the port as well of, of, of the... the, the backstabbing from Republicans basically on you guys that didn't stand up and vote for everything they wanted. Absolutely. No question about it. I mean, the governor, they're, they're all on record saying that this is a crown jewel. This project is a crown jewel for the part of, Port of New Orleans. 
And apparently nobody even knew that this was occurring except those individuals who took it out. I've sent a request in to find out who exactly the staff members were on the drafting of the uh, conference committee report so we can try to figure out who the exact members of the House were and Senate who, who made this change. Because my senator called me the ni that night and said, did you see what happened? Did you see what happened? Like uh, you know, nobody knew. Well, uh, somebody knew, and it's, it's very disappointing that we had to vote on this in the manner that we did. But you guys in the 19 voted against this because y'all didn't know what was in the bill. Well, let's be blunt. How many people you think in the House and Senate that voted for all this budget absolutely knew what was in the bill? Now, they may have knew a few projects for them. I'll give them that. None of them didn't have a clue what was in these bills. Am I wrong by saying this? I agree. This? I agree. There were six members on the conference committee, and I would bet that only two or three of those members knew what was actually in the conference committee reports. Now, on all three of them, uh, that's the, all the spending bills, because it, it, those decisions are made, and then most likely the other members just go along because they're getting things in mm -hmm. that bill as well. I've been on that side of the page. When, yeah. when I was a chairman for yeah. Clay, I, I did receive extra, which kind of shocked me that it never occurred to me before Clay became speaker. And then all of a sudden, once I was uh, removed from my position, all of that, that largesse was gone. And, oh, yeah. uh, but the, 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 they created a, a beast in me because now I know what they do. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I know the games that they play, and I know the extortion techniques that they have and the bribes that, the techniques that they have. Yeah, and that's, that's what Clay shakes not his whole team, Tana McGee, all of them. Everybody in that membership, if you're looking the other way while that's going on, it's just not right. It wasn't right for you. It's definitely not right for those guys. Uh, let me let me play something for you, Ray. This is Clay Shakes not after the session about the budget, about y'all being able to see bills and read bills. I've been playing this for everybody. I want to play it for you because this yeah, I've already heard it. Go ahead. Well, no, let me let me play it again. I want you to respond to it. Go. The blame for how things went down in the final minutes was placed on the speaker. If they didn't know what was in those bills, shame on them for not being able to show up to committee and be able to look at those bills. When it came to the amendments, they said they didn't have time to look at any of those. Yeah, they were posted. Your comment. It's so disingenuous what he said. I mean, it's not a blatant lie because they were posted. They were posted five minutes before we had an opportunity <laughs> to study them. In five minutes, and, and let me, I, I can go over the process. It'll take me yeah, a, a minute, but you have to go through, you have to look at the original bill, the original spending bill, whether it was HB1, HB2. You have to find the project that you're looking for. Then you have to go through two sets of, of, of Senate committee, I'm sorry, House Committee amendments, the uh, Appropriations Committee and the House Ways and Means Committee. Then you have to go through House Floor amendments. Then it goes to the Senate, so you have to go through two committee amendments, uh, both fiscal affairs and uh, whatever the two, revenue and fiscal affairs and finance in the Senate. And then you have to go through House floor amendments. Then you have to take all of that and uh, merge that with the conference committee report. I mean, it, there's just, for my little projects, it took me about an hour after all of that was posted for me to try to figure out if the projects were, were in or out. It's, it's just crazy, and, and they know it. Yeah. They know that there's no way in the world it's virtually impossible for us to even look for our own projects, much less consume the entire spending bill, whether it's HB1, HB2, or HB5, 6. It's crazy. How about the 48-hour roof HB1, McGee? Bad News Bear McGee was on the uh, Shreveport, Shreveport radio I, I station don't recall, telling, uh, telling people that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, it's what how disingenuous is that? But, you know, it's real easy with a lot of these rules 
when they, they go, they skip over them real quick, and the speaker quickly says, without objection. So a lot of members don't know that. So, I mean, very easily, I want to add the other two spending bills. HB1 is the only bill in, in the 48-hour uh, rule. Sure. I want to add the other two spending bills, the supplemental bill and the capital outlay bill. And then I want to require an affirmative vote to suspend the rules, not just say no objection. So we have to vote yep. as to whether we're going to do that and require a three-quarter uh, vote of the House, which would be a 79 vote. That's really the only way I think that we can uh, try to force their hand. I mean, there may be other ways that they're going to try to get away with it, but that's the only way that I can see that we can try to force their hand to make sure that members have an opportunity to look at the bills. Ray Garofalo, who was the uh, education uh, he was the chairman of the education committee, and uh, Shakes not in them did not stand with him. I know it was had to be disappointed by him, and your colleagues who didn't stand up for you when you did nothing wrong, you didn't say anything wrong. They took it and ran with it, and I know you had to be disappointed in it and what they did to you just a couple years ago. Deeply, deeply disappointed. I, I can't. It's hard for me to describe. And if you have time one day on one of your shows, I'd love to come sure, on and sure. talk about that process and what happened. But um, no question, and it, it took me a while to get over it because, uh, I mean, as you know, Moon, I was chairman of civil law for four years mm -hmm. before that. Mm -hmm. So I had been a chairman for six years before that occurred to me. So to go all of a sudden in one day from being a, a chairman with a lot of responsibilities and a lot of duties and a lot of stuff to do to all of a sudden then having ba basically nothing, no committee assignments or anything, it, it took me a while to get over that. Yeah, but that's not the only backstabbing that took place, and we watched it in the legislature. I'm watching P. McGee is one of them. Bishop is another one. They're going back and telling these people, uh, you didn't vote with us, so you don't get. Now, now, it's kind of funny. Y'all voted with them on almost everything, and it came to a, down <laughs> to a few things that y'all decided to, to challenge them. The whole House, 72 members had already voted not to break the spending cap. And they getting a free ride by breaking a spending cap when they voted not to break it the first time. Look, Moon, I know that you know that the difference between a politician and a statesman is that, is that a politician is looking at the next election, but a statesman is looking at the next generation. I believe that the 19 of us that stood together are statesmen. We're trying, truly trying to do what we believe and what actually is the best thing for the state of Louisiana and the taxpayers in Louisiana. And everybody else are politicians. They're just worried about getting reelected. They're worried about the next election. And that is so unfair to the taxpayers. I can't tell you it, it's unfair to the next generation like nothing else is. So, you know, for us, there's no other way to do it. For them, they don't see that big picture. And I, we're doing our best to try to educate them, but apparently it, it's not working very well. Well, I just, I'm just amazed. The people we're talking about that have beat up on y'all, okay, are your Republican colleagues. And I tell people all the time, if you backstab, you do it again. And they're proving it to me. Well, we, and I'm disappointed yeah, we, we, to we, we, go in. We learned that a long time ago, that just because you have an R behind your name does not mean that you're a fiscal conservative or a conservative in general. So we, we try to plan for that. But the problem is that because they're politicians and not statesmen, they very often, they're not worried about really what the big picture is and what the future generations hold. So they just vote for, for what they think is the, the best thing for them to, to, get, uh, to do to get reelected. And again, it's just, it's totally unfair. And for guys like us who are doing a lot of research and really working hard to try to move the state in the right direction, it pulls us back. So don't get confused by that R&D letter. Uh, you know, we need to do a, a much better job 
of vetting our candidates, yeah. figuring out who the guys who are truly statesmen and, and want to move this state in the right direction, they don't, guys and gals. Ray, if they don't have a voting record, we need to find out who's supporting them because that'll tell you a lot about people. That's what I tell people all the time. Always the key. If, that, yeah. If you know, if you no know well, I, this guy ain't got a record. He's talking conservative. Who's supporting him? I mean, there's a, there's a candidate in North Louisiana running for Senate. He's a whole ball coach. He's probably a great guy, good Christian guy. But the people supporting him are some of the worst people that could possibly be around. And I get worried about people. Very, fami- <laughs> Very familiar with the race. You, I know you're talking about our good friend. Yep. Um, not the guy that's running against our good friend. I'm sorry. And um, we need to do everything we can to make sure that that doesn't occur in all the races statewide, yeah. whether it's the House or the Senate. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we're actively working on that. You know, we're trying to question candidates. And I would encourage your listeners to do the same thing right. before you decide to vote for somebody. Ask them, you know, what they stand for and hey. what they've done and the experience that they have. I got to go, but I'm going to bring you back because, as you notice, Clay's running for secretary of state. And I'd like for people to know a little bit more about the inside of Clay Shakespeare. Got to gotta go, Ray. Thank you. Absolutely. God bless. Thank you, Moon. Have a great one. Take care. We'll do it again, folks. Uh, See you tomorrow on the most nonpartisan, nonpolitical show on air today. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show. And here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL.